Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we are talking about hearing God's voice. And we're not on our own. We've got Lindsay Hannacom with us, who is a good friend of ours, one of the leaders up at LL Scotland, a member of the LL's executive leadership, married to Johan, another good friend of ours. And they've got two brilliant kids, Zoe and Kyle. They live in the outback of Scotland, somewhere I would not want to live. <laughs> But it's, it's very beautiful. cold. Very cold. Lindsay, hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Right, Lindsay. Now, I know lots of things about you, but I want to I want you to tell us three random interesting things about yourself. Uh, okay. So, I am a keen scuba diver um outside of lockdown, of course. Right. Um my favorite all-time TV show is The West Wing. And I have seen it countless of times. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. Big fun. Oh, far too many. And I once saw the Queen picking blackberries in a field. Picking blackberries, blackberries in, in the, the field. field. Wow, what what she was making. <laughs> She's going to make a crumble. <laughs> Where was this, Lindsay? Was that uh, in Scotland? Um, no, it was actually in Norfolk at Sandringham. It was after Charles and I got married. It's wow. quite a story, but we actually, my brother and I wrote to her to tell her we saw her and we got a letter back. Wow. Have you got it framed? Is it on your, your bedroom wall? Um, no, we did get it framed, but I think my mum probably put it in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> right, keep it safe. Well, very good. Well, good to have you with us, Lindsay. And um, today, this big topic about hearing God's voice, we're going to discuss together. And I guess the, the foundation of all this is that we do believe in a God who speaks. Absolutely. And uh, even back in the very beginning of the book of Genesis, you've got this lovely verse, I think, in um, chapter three, verse eight of Genesis, where God is, he comes into the garden in the cool of the night, really looking for Adam and Eve to have a chat, you know, and I just, it just says to me, he's not a God that made the earth and made people and said, right, off you go, get on with it. I'm going back up into heaven to sit on my throne. He's a very with us kind of a God and, um, and speaks to us in a myriad of different ways that we can see in the Bible from angels appearing and donkeys speaking and all kinds of ways. But we all have different experiences and we just wanted to sort of tease that out a bit today because there can be quite a bit of confusion over it and some doubt. And does God really even speak? So, Lindsay, what about you? How do you feel that, or how does it work for you in terms of listening to God's voice? Well, it's not through donkeys, so I've not had that one yet. Um, I think for me, like I have to keep at the heart of of all of this, that it's the very essence of a relationship, isn't it? Mm. Right. That, you know, that communication with someone is what makes a relationship. But for me personally, I think um, very often I feel like he highlights something. I always kind of refer to it like a highlighter pen. And it could be a scripture or it could be something from a, a song lyric or even from the TV in the past. And you just think, oh, and it kind of it just highlights. And then you have to process beyond that and, and try and spend time with him, teasing it out and figuring out what he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I, um, I think for me, it's almost like my eyes open to something. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever, do you get that? Like, yeah. it, uh, you know, because I think sometimes people think it's, God's just literally speaking with an audible voice. I can't say I've ever, I've ever experienced that audible voice where I know it's God, but it's often just something that you, you think or comes into your mind or your eyes open to something and you see something or 
yeah like the like a, like an inner knowing yeah kind of. yeah like something some reason you just know it yeah exactly or you're suddenly yeah. just thinking along something which you've never you've you just haven't or pictures often with pictures like a you know just something very normal in everyday life but then suddenly realize this this profound <laughs> picture of something in my own life or of God's heart or something it's really yeah how about you Andy uh, I think for me, it's the scripture thing again. It's there are these just moments, aren't there, where you just you need a bit of clarity, and then suddenly this scripture will be. You'll either read it afresh, one that you've maybe read loads of times, or it'll be in your devotional for that day, or someone will send you it in an email, or something will happen, and it's just like, wow, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. And and I think it's important that even about scripture that to sort of at the beginning of what we're talking about to remember that scripture is so fundamental to hearing God's voice, like because that that creates our boundary if you like of god of how god speaks and what he speaks about because he won't ever contradict himself so if i yeah. feel like god's speaking and saying hey go and uh, have a have an affair with this person i know that's not god speaking right because <laughs> it's not god <laughs> it's definitely not god because he's contradicting himself so this 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 important foundation in hearing god's voice that that scripture is fundamental is really really important isn't it yeah. yeah. But so, don't you think also that makes us feel really safe when we do think we hear God, absolutely. that we have that, we can have that knowledge that we can go back to Scripture and say, yes, it matches. So, it, you know, it is going to be God. That yeah. gives us such safety, doesn't it? It really yeah. does. Do you, Lindsay, do you, I don't know if you are one of these, I don't think you are one of these people, but have you met these people who were always saying, and then God said, and then God said, and then like <laughs> all, like in, you know, about five times in, one sentence and I don't know I mean maybe maybe that is what they're I mean we don't know do we everyone's relationship with God's different but um don't you think it sort of puts other people off it sort of gives people an expectation that that's how God speaks yeah I think I would struggle with that yeah. I mean I also again if I put it back into that context of a relationship do I want to be in a relationship where I'm told like a robot what to do every step of the the way you know like Actually, he gives us such freedom, doesn't he, to, yeah. to make our choices, to do our things, but he guides us. And I think it's more about not telling us what to do, but kind of guiding, which is more like a steering than a kind of, you must do this. Yeah. So I guess I see it more that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I wonder if sometimes we, probably a lot of people listening and, and ourselves to an extent, of course, there's a, there's a level of doubt, isn't there, of do I really hear from God and mm. will he really speak to me? and I think sometimes that can be fueled because oftentimes in the books that we read or the sermons we hear, we hear that kind of the, the highlights of, you know, or, we, or there are great kind of people who have founded great missionary works or whatever. And there was very much a very clear voice of God that they experienced. So we hear that kind of testimony and it's like, oh, wow, well, I've never heard God like that. And so maybe he doesn't speak to me. I'm just a lesser, I'm lesser of a person and God won't speak to me in that way. So. I think sometimes that can create that doubt as well, can't it? Yeah, I think it's a real danger, isn't it, when we try to compare our relationship with God to someone else's. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You know, I guess it's like the social media view, isn't it? You look at social media, you think everyone's got the best life ever, and yet you know they haven't. They just and put in the highlights, same, yeah. Yeah, it's just that same kind of thing, isn't it? You don't see the hours of struggle or quiet or, or whatever. So and even, also, go, sorry, Kath, go I, I was just going to say, and even getting it wrong, even sometimes, you know, yeah. we we think God said something and we 
But it does come down to that sort of place of trust because sometimes, you know, not everything we think God said, I mean, only because actually remember when we were moving to Florida and we found this house that we thought we were going to live in and we were so convinced, do you remember Andy, yeah. we were going to live yeah. in this house. And and then when Andy went to visit, guess it, get this, there was a scripture outside. So we were like... For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. I mean, yeah. I was like, the Lord oh. has spoken. We were like, this is it. This is God. But, but it never happened. It, and actually, it wouldn't have been the right house for us at all. Like now, looking back. Yeah. But it is funny how sometimes... In that moment. In that moment, if you'd asked us, we'd be like, oh yeah, God's led us. God's God's sort of shown us this. But actually, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't him. So it's all woven in as well, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it does come down to on all this, doesn't it? Like desiring the right thing. Like what is it we're really looking for? And I, and I think it comes down to really in our heart, the thing that we should be desiring the most is his presence. Yeah, that, absolutely. And I, and I think that's the key, isn't it? I think we can get so hung up on, I need to hear God say this about this thing in my life, that we miss actually just being in, in, in that presence relationship with him. And, and sometimes that's just being together, isn't it? It's not yeah. expecting any big moments of I guess sometimes we think every time God's going to speak, it's going to be like this massive directional, you must do this. Right. Actually, sometimes you just want to share, you know, oh, isn't it a beautiful day? You know, he wants to hear us saying that to him. Mm. You know, and I remember once years ago, I was I was stood waiting for someone to pick me up. And I just said to God, why did you make everything green? I mean, like green trees, green grass, <laughs> green this, green that. And then I just... I just, it was like, he just said, yeah, but how many shades of green? And it, and I was like, oh, wow, yes. Yeah. You know, and that, that wasn't anything massively inspirational and it didn't change my life, but actually it told me something of his nature and his character yeah. that really stuck with me, actually. Yeah. He's interested in the little things too, right? Just the, yeah. the ordinary <laughs> questions that we have as his kids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That there is that kind of kid relationship, isn't it? And knowing that he is the father and he loves to be in relationship and, and be in our presence and him in our lives. Yeah. yeah. I think I think just on that, what you just said, I think it's really, really important that we we recognize in this relationship who the parent is. I think sometimes we're a bit demanding of God, aren't we? Like, you need to tell me this and you need to show me the way and um, I remember one time I was really praying, Lord, show me what's going on here. Why isn't this happening? You know, speak, speak, speak. And I really felt like the Lord was saying, you just don't need to know the answer to that. And it reminded me when I was a kid, I don't know why, for some weird reason, I was just absolutely desperate to know how much my dad earned. I mean, I don't know why I was so fixated with it, but I remember being at the dining table. <laughs> how much table. money he's got? Yeah, how much, how, <laughs> yeah. how much money have you got, Dad? And I'd be... I'd, well, I'd off, out your pocket money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was looking for a raise probably. But I was, I was like, what, what do you earn? What do you earn? And he was like a vault. I mean, he just never gave a hint. But it was like I, I remembered that when I was having this conversation with the Lord. And it was like the Lord was saying, you don't need to know that. Like, it's not that he doesn't know the answer, but he's the parent, we're the child. And there's something of that that's important, isn't it, when we come to him, that we recognise, it's okay, Lord, if you don't want to answer this, because you're the parent. Or we bring him down to our level. We make him sort of human, don't yeah. we? We, yeah. we? He is almighty God. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, and I think that comes back to what Kath was saying, doesn't it, about trust. 
you know, trust that he will tell us what we need to hear. Yeah. And and to to not tell us the things we don't need to hear, you know, it's like how many of us have prayed, oh Lord, is this is this the end of end of the times now with with the coronavirus? Is this all the end time stuff? Yeah. But, you know, no one's got the clear answer to that because he's not telling anyone. You know, yeah. like people have their theories and but you know, God just he just does tells us what we need to hear and and I think that is so important. I think it comes to something that I really feel quite passionate about is are we asking the right questions? Mm. Yeah. What do you mean by that? I think we can kind of get like, this is my problem or this is what I need an answer to. And then we kind of get so fixated on that. We actually miss what he's trying to say to us. Okay. So, you know, when we say, oh, I don't, God's not really speaking or he's gone very quiet or I can't hear him. I wonder if actually we should be saying, well, Lord, what, should I be asking you about? What should I be talking to you about? And so kind of changing tack slightly. So what's an example of that? Like just to help people really understand what, what you mean by that. What, what What's an example? Because we, we all pray with a lot of people. We talk to a lot of people about this struggle, don't we? What's a What's an example of where we could be asking the wrong question? I think, you know, if we say you've got a healing need, which is obviously what LL does, you know, they say, oh, I just want this say this addiction to go, you know, mm. just illness addiction. Why can't you just take it from me? Why can't you take it from me? But actually what he's saying is because there's reasons why you've got that. And I want to help you and meet you in those places. Yeah. You know, actually the addiction's not the bigger issue. The issue is there's, there's damage inside and that's more hard for God to bear than yes. our outward behavior. Right. So he's not answering about the addiction. He's He's answering by saying, let's look at this. <laughs> let's look let's at this because this is where the problem is, really. Exactly. This is, what yeah. I, this is what matters to me and I'm God and I'm your good father and I've, I know what I've got ahead for you in your life and I care about you and this is what I want to look at. <laughs> yeah, it's re- that's really good, Lindsay. I think that's really, it's really true that we, again, I do think it is, we make God human. We, we sort of want him to come down to our level um, as opposed to to trust in him and and yeah. believe in he's in charge and he knows our best. Yeah, that really fits in with Isaiah fifty five, doesn't it? In verse three, it says, "Come to me with your ears wide open, listen, and you will find life." Yeah. Mm. And then that really famous verse, just five verses later, in verse eight, "For my thoughts are not like your thoughts," says the Lord, "and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine." And it's that whole thing, like you say, Kath, you know, bringing him down to our level. Actually, we're not even close, are we? No. So it's come with ears wide open. And that's like, I think we can sometimes close our ears off, can't we, to certain parts of our lives that we just think, well, God might not want to go there because it's messy or we don't want him to go there because it's uncomfortable. Mm. But we have to have those wide, wide open ears. Mm. Have you ever, Lindsay, had that time or or Andy, <laughs> where God just isn't answering? Like God isn't saying anything? Because I think that we've all experienced that. Like there is where well, you're asking God something and it can be, you know, really big for your life and there just isn't an answer. Mm. I think that's a really hard time. Yeah, I mean, for us, I remember when we, we came back from working with LL in Australia and uh, we came back to the Grange and... Honestly, it was dreadful. I mean, we just didn't feel settled at all, did we? We were like, what is going on? We weren't glad to be back in 
in the UK. I mean, the rain probably didn't help, the weather or whatever. <laughs> but we were praying and praying and praying, Lord, what are we supposed to do? We would look at, should we move, should we move house? Should we Work leave the ministry? What should, you know, what should we do? And it was only about probably eight months later that the door sort of opened for us to go to Florida. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, that's what we need to do. But it would, I mean, I, in my humanity, I feel like, well, Lord, why couldn't you have just told us that eight months earlier? Even if we knew we were going to have to, we were going to have to wait, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this idea of God, like sending us a daily text with an update of what's going to happen and where things are at and all this kind of stuff. But he doesn't, he doesn't seem to mind just being quiet. It's not because he's being mean. I, I'm, my, my conviction is that in that quiet time where we don't know and we're wrestling, that's where he really works in our hearts. Well, he's work. He, he's speaking without speaking, isn't he? I yeah. think is the yeah. bottom line. Yeah, I, I, I get it. There's been so many times, like you know, if I've been battling something in my life, and you just, you just really struggle to hear God. Yeah. You know, well, why do I still have this problem? Why am I? Why have you not fixed it? You know, you yeah. say you're the healer, and then you kind of start getting into this thing, don't you? Where you like Scripture says this, and Scripture says that. You know, it goes back to what you were saying, Andy, about that. We'd become very demanding of God. Right. Um, but then you realize it's in that wrestle and that tussle and that those down times that you really you're actually yearning and searching for God on a deeper level. Yeah. yeah. And I think if we knew, like if you say we got that daily text, you know, we wouldn't have that depth of relationship, no. would we? We'd just be relying on that, okay, do this, do that. But he wants us to wrestle and tussle. He wants us to to deal with things and and dig deeper. Yeah, And I think, you know, sometimes we can get caught up in thinking he's only ever going to say nice things, mm. you yeah. know, and he's, only, he's, you know, oh, but he's a loving God. He'll only do nice things and he'll only ever make us do nice things. And then I read the rest of the, the Gospels and I'm like, oh, oh, actually, he talks a lot more about suffering, you know. <laughs> and there's, yeah. there's, there's times for both, but it's in the suffering and the struggles and the wrestles, you know, the, the epistles are full of it, aren't they? That perseverance and struggling and suffering that's what actually builds character yeah. and depth in us yeah that's right and i think the enemy comes in on those times like that's that's my experience and you know even walking alongside other people where they're like why isn't god saying anything why isn't he telling me and, and the enemy just comes in with oh it's because you're this or because she, he comes in as the accuser doesn't he you know of, it's because you're doing this wrong or it's because she doesn't love you that much or, you know, you get all these whisperings and yeah. it, it just makes you, in a way, it, it's that challenge to keep pushing through that and keep longing and keep saying, but God, I keep trusting you, even though you're not saying anything, um, as opposed to just pulling back and, and building up a wall. Because I think sometimes the temptation is we just build up a wall of kind of resignation or he doesn't speak to me or, he, you know, we make, we make these really pronouncements, these big, strong words over ourselves. Like, well, he doesn't speak to me or he doesn't care about me or he's not interested in this in my life. And it's, it's changing that and pushing through and mm. saying, God, even though you, even though you're not speaking at the moment, I'm still going to trust you. I'm going to hold on to you. I'm going to keep seeking you. Um, I think that's, I think that's a big challenge for us all. Yeah. I wonder if there's also times when, by him not saying anything, he's saying something. If yeah. You see what I mean? You know, like it's like if you get in the silent treatment from your spouse, 
And I'm sure you two would never do this. Never. You know, you're right. never. But, you know, it's like in the silence, there's more words said than any argument, you know. Yeah. And I wonder if there's sometimes in that silence, like, okay, he's gone quiet, you know, or I'm not able to hear him. And actually asking the question why and kind of wrestling from that angle can sometimes really help us yeah. in that, that kind of tussle. Yeah, I think that's really true. I mean, sometimes it might be that the Lord is, what he's saying is, I just want you to trust me. Remember, I'm your dad and I'm good and I'm for you and I'm in control. So that's a very strong message coming through. But like you say, to ask the question, Lord, why is it? I mean, there might there might be blockages, might there? There might be things in our life that really are kind of getting in the way, you know, and of course, sin would be one. I mean, we're all, we all sin, don't we, and fall short, but it's what we do with that. Do we make peace with it and we think, oh, well, it's not that bad. I'll, I'll just keep this part, this part of my lifestyle hidden away, really, and I've, I've kind of accepted it. Um, and, uh, and, and so it's what we do with that sin, isn't it? Do we, do we quickly go back to the Lord and ask for his forgiveness and turn away from it and really want nothing to do with it, that, that longing for a holy life? And, and there's a couple of pretty powerful verses in Isaiah 59, Verses one and two, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, or is ear dull that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. So there's clearly a linking between our sin and kind of the ability for God to, well, not his ability, that's not what's happening, but we have restricted the, the the listening to God, hearing God, and God speaking into our life, and um, so maybe there are things in our own life we need to put right. And if there's that quiet, it might not be that, but it's worth asking the question, isn't it, for Him to highlight it? Yeah, I mean it's a strong scripture, isn't it? But it, it's a it's very very clear that we are an active part of this relationship with God, and whether or not we can hear Him. Yeah, you know, it's not a passive thing, is it at all? And, no. We have to take responsibility for the times, you know, because we can get very angry at God, can't we? Oh, you've gone silent, you've gone silent. Mm. You know, when I think about the times in the Old Testament where they say, oh, God's gone silent, (laughs) there's been a very good reason why he's stopped talking, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, and that's something we need to be acutely aware of, that it's, you know, we very easily blame God and very rarely just start looking at ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think one of the walls that we can build up is just even cynicism or a, a disbelief in his character. Do you know what I mean? Like a sort of confusion over over who he is and what he's like. Or and and I guess it comes. Well, we know it comes, don't we? From when what we've experienced in our own lives. If you've relating to God and trying to relate to Him as a father, but our own fathers have been very cold and distant and moody. <laughs> Yeah. Then, then we project that onto God, and um, we we sort of slander. We're not meaning to, maybe, but we kind of put him in a box in his character, rather than letting him. His actually, his character is is kind and gentle and faithful and tender to his children. So, so he does want to speak to us. Yeah. So our beliefs and our expectations actually are a big deal, aren't they? What we expect of God. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? And also, I think, you know, that going back to what you're saying, Kath, there's elements of God's characteristics that I think we all struggle with. You know, it might be the discipline element. Yeah. You know, you might expect this ferocious, you know, you've just got it wrong, you know, but actually 
God's discipline isn't like that. Like you say, he's tender. But mm. if you have that fear of discipline, then you're just kind of not going to want to go there. And that's kind of, I guess, the, those deaf spots as opposed to blind spots that we might have. Yeah, that's so maybe good, taking time to look at the characteristics of God and see which we might struggle with would be a, a good way through to, mm. to saying, Lord, I really want to get to know you in this area. I want to hear your discipline because I don't want to go off track, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. It's, I, I, it's just for all of us having that longing. I think that's what why we are even doing these podcasts in the first place, because we feel a longing and we want people to have that longing to just draw close to him, to get to know him more. Like that's part, that is why we want to hear his voice because we want to know him. You know, mm. like you, you were saying, Lindsay, in a relationship, you, you, you've got to know the person. You, we want, it is relationship with God. We want to know him and we want to know what he wants to say to us. And, you know, it's an interesting thing to look at whether that's always spiritual, <laughs> whether he's always talking about holy things and what we call spiritual things or whether he is interested in our everyday lives. Yeah, because we can very easily compartmentalise our life, can't we? We're like, well, the you know, these things are scriptural and spiritual and God's interested in those, is interested in how much I pray, how much I worship him, how often I go to church. But, you know, actually he is interested in the other things. And yeah. I think it's, it's a very Western approach, I, I guess, having that kind of, they're all in boxes, but that's just not how God is, is it? No, he, he he cares about all the, just the things that ca- we care about, you know, the things that matter to us or the, the just the, the everyday things, <laughs> you know, the, that's what I, I, well, I always think that when I'm out for a walk and there's like, there's just this beautiful scenery and I think, why would, why did God make such beautiful scenery? You know, it could just have been about business, couldn't he, about yeah. getting this kingdom work done and yet he made such beautiful things and I don't know I think we we limit God I remember once when um when my son was little and we were moving him from the nursery into his bedroom you know and so I was decorating his bedroom but we didn't have a lot of money and we'd been given some bits and pieces from this like posh shops kind Mm. of range and I thought oh that's great but anything else I wanted to buy was like ridiculously expensive and one day I was just like walking down the street with him and I just felt the Lord kind of nudge me. I don't know how else to say it, but like that inner knowing just to go into this charity shop. And sure enough, there was like these three canvases I'd been looking at on eBay. They were like 50 pounds on eBay. Wow. And they were just sat on the shelf. And I said to the lady, oh, how much are these? She was like, oh, 50 pence. What? And I was like, oh my gosh. I want to go and shopping it- with you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was, again, you know, it was like, it was great, but it just like, Oh, God's really interested in my son's yes. bedroom. Yes. You know, like he, you know, that meant so much to me. Yeah. And actually it did wonders for my relationship with God, not just because I had these pictures, but he actually was interested and cared about how I was decorating my son's bedroom. And it it showed me so much more of his characteristic. And I think if we get out of this spiritual, non-spiritual box, we can really see him in a fuller way. All right. So what about we look at some practical things? Um, for us to start maybe stepping out a bit more and expecting God to speak and how that might look? Any ideas? Um, I guess I I would fall back to, I actually trained as a sound engineer and that's what I studied at university. And I was a little bit of a geek, if you can believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Surely not. But I would spend hours in a studio 
listening to like individual frequency tones so I could learn and train my hearing to identify individual frequencies. And so then when I go to a live gig and I've got a whole band on stage and crowd shouting and all the rest of it, actually then my, my hearing is trained so I can just pinpoint a particular frequency or a particular instrument. But it, it does take training. And I, and I do think, you know, we kind of, like you said at the beginning, Andy, you know, you see all these people, they're like, oh, and God told me to do this, and then I did this. And it's like the highlight. And you kind of think I should be there. But God's asking us just to start where we are yeah. and to, to train our hearing to him, you know, that inclining our ear mm. to his heart. And I think there's something about just that inclining your ear and training. And it does take time, doesn't it, and quiet. Yeah, and and really taking that time to 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 push through, mm. even though it it may be a struggle. Sometimes that's hard, isn't it? Just that sitting, sitting and listening. Do you know? What I mean? Like, oh, so yeah. I've got to sit on my hands. Too much I'm of a fidgeter. A, oh gosh, I am, aren't I? I'm a terrible. I can't sit still for two minutes. It's bad enough sitting here. You know, it's a good job. I'm wiggling around. Um, but it is hard, isn't it? Sometimes to just sit and think, right, God. I'm here, I'm listening to you. And, you. and your mind goes off and then you feel bad because your mind's gone off. And you're like, no, 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 I'm listening. Well, I, I, do you, I think often just going... We've all been there, Kath. You've all... We've all been there. I mean, so I mean going you're just for a, walk. a really bad Christian. And, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm the same, talking to someone. I'm not very good just one-to-one, just sitting, talking. I get really like stressed out. Whereas if you took me for a walk, I'll tell you all my deepest secrets and I think that God's like that as well I think that you know we don't have to talk to God or listen to God by sitting still we you know we can be say we 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 need that focus of saying God this is my time with you Hmm. and I want to to hear you and be with you but you can do it going for a walk or sitting doing some coloring or painting or you know, gardening. As, yeah, yeah. As long as in your heart you are saying it's the focus in your heart, isn't it? As opposed to in the practical focus. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. And also, I think we're in this day and age, we're so not used to silence. You know, we have our right. phones yeah, and we have true. music, and it's all so much easier now, isn't it? Mm. So, I, for me, you know, sometimes I love music. I absolutely love music, and I would fill my head with music all the time if yeah. I could. But it's like saying, okay, so like you say, go for a walk or do the gardening or even like doing the housework. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's mindless, isn't it? So actually just saying, I'm not going to put music on. I'm just going to allow you, Lord, to use this time to to talk with me. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's, for me, that's a big thing is like giving that silence Yeah. Um, is, is a big thing. Mm. And we always say, I think we've said it on other podcasts, but actually taking hold of what he's, what you think he's saying not just very quickly batting it away and saying, oh, well, that was that was probably just my own thoughts or that was just me or what I want to think God said to me, but actually taking hold of it. So when you have those times where you're really focused on him, a scripture comes to mind and maybe it is a scripture that you know really well, but you, you take hold of it. You don't just say, oh, that's just me. We all do it, don't we? Oh, that's just me wishing that God would say that. But actually, if we've we've got to trust him that if we've set that time aside with him and a scripture or a thought comes into our mind that matches scripture, yeah. then actually let's take hold of it 
And I always tell people, write it down. I've got my own book of things that I do feel like God said over the years, things that really I want to hold on to. Rather than just pushing it away. I think that's really good. Another another way of, of sort of looking at that, I guess, is as well, when we feel like God is leading us a certain way, is actually to move. Like we 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 want to be active, don't we? Sometimes I think we want to we want to wait until literally there's writing on a wall or an audible voice or an angel appeared before we move. But there's something active about our relationship with God where he wants us to step out and we can we can do that in a very submitted way, can't we? Where we say, Lord, okay, well, I'm heading this direction, but if you're not in this, Lord, then please close the door or cause something to happen that stops it. I don't want to go outside of your will, Lord, but I'm going to start moving. And um, it reminds me of the verses in at the end of Matthew uh, chapter 7, the Sermon on the Mount, and there's the story of building a house and the rock or the sand. But the, but the scripture is basically saying, Jesus is saying, look, if, there's no point hearing my words and doing nothing. If you hear my words and do nothing, then you're the guy that built his house on the sand, which is foundationless, storms come and it all gets obliterated. As opposed to the, the person that Jesus is encouraging, look, if you hear my words and do them, if you're active and you start moving, then your house, your life will be built on rock. You'll be solid. It's something that really builds a, a foundation and a solidity in your life. So I think that's a very practical thing is not just to always sit back and think, well, I, who am I? God's never going to use me because of course he's going to use you. I mean, he uses all of us. So to start actively moving and, and of course, <clears throat> staying accountable to people is really important that we're not just, well, God said, I'm going over here, so I'm going over here. It's really important to stay accountable. Yeah, that, that thing of God said, I really, I'll be honest, I sometimes I struggle because it's like God said, and then you kind of get this vibe that you're not allowed to challenge that. Yeah. yeah. You know, that like it's like God said and that's it. And you're like, oh. And I always think actually it should never be that's it. You know, I think it should be, I feel God has said, yeah. and I'd really I'm open to someone saying that that might not be true. Yeah. yeah. And I get I, I personally get very uncomfortable with a God said because <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, it's bringing it again, what we've been saying, isn't it? It's bringing him back down to our level. That, that actually there is a, there, he is almighty, holy God. And there is a, a sense of privilege and awe that we would, he would speak to us. And so we have to hold it, we hold it tightly and yet we hold it lightly as well and let people speak into our lives, I guess. Yeah. I think something else we really need to consider is the importance of listening for others. Because I've been so blessed in my life when people have given me a scripture or a word or a picture or just something that really confirms mm. what I'm struggling with or what I believe the Lord's saying to me. And I think, you know, we, we have to remember we're part of this body of Christ and he called us to care for one another. And, and I think it's a really important part of what we can do and share with our, with our spiritual brothers and sisters. Mm. Yeah, I really agree with that. And I think sometimes the truth is that when we're in the middle of our own stuff of life, it can be quite hard to see the wood for the trees, can't it? And we could be really asking the Lord to speak, but somehow our mind is going a thousand miles an hour. And the Lord might well answer our prayer by speaking to somebody else mm. to encourage us. So I really, I really agree. And it's, good, it's a good focus for us as well, isn't it? That our times, even with the Lord listening, aren't only focused on us and our life, but they're focused on a bigger picture, other people. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's really good. So mm. I guess in all this, the, the, the thing is to hold on to is that 
our God is a communicating God. He wants to commune with us. He wants relationship with us. And so we can be expectant of that. And we'd encourage all of you as we encourage ourselves to be expectant, to believe, to have a, a sense of anticipation that God is going to speak and to be thankful when he does. You know, I think uh, and as we move forward, even from this time that we're together, it's it's that thankfulness, isn't it? Thank you, Lord, that you care enough to speak. Yeah. Lindsay, it's been absolutely brilliant having you yeah. chat with us and talk with us. We've got so much wealth of experience and walking with the Lord and just a lovely way of sharing your own journey. And mm. we're going to ask you to pray for us all in a moment. But I just want to finish off with um, Psalm 27, because this is this is a scripture which really has meant a lot for me and, and I think sums up a lot of what we're saying. So I'm going to start at verse four. It says, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfection and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. I love that bit because it talks about just being in his presence and, and being in that, that closeness of relationship with him in the, in the house of the Lord. But it's this bit that I really love. It says um, from verse seven, it says, hear me as I pray, O Lord, be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. And it's that bit there where it's where where it's just that God is saying into our hearts, come and talk with me. Come and come and listen to me. Come close to me. He's beckoning us to himself. And and it's that response, which I know I get in my own heart of, Lord, I'm coming. It's where it's where I need to be. And we've already said it doesn't have to be sat on with our arms folded in a in a nice prayer little moment it can be in in the normalness of life as long as we're we're focused on him and we're saying lord mm. this is my time with you i want to be close to you i want to to hear you so that's just a scripture to leave us with Lindsay, will you will you pray for us i'd love to thank you so much for having me guys it's mm. been great Excellent. let's pray lord just even as we heard kath say that come and talk with me it just it just felt like a father saying, come on, let's chat. And Lord, that is your heart for us, that you long to talk with us and chat with us and commune with us. Lord, give us a real desire for your presence, to dwell in that sanctuary with you. Give us a real desire for that relationship, Lord, and help us to train our ears to you. Have our ears wide open for what you want to say. Mm. Lord, you are a good, good father. And you want good things for us. And you want to guide us and steer us along life's way mm. according to your plans and purposes. So we trust you and we ask you, Lord, to help us and give us the perseverance to push through and hear you more. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you, Amen. Lindsay. And thanks, Thank everyone. You. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we just pray God's blessing on you. And we look forward to sharing it again with you soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. 
Thanks again for listening.